Hi, trendsetters. Welcome to another episode of That Trendy Therapist with a special guest. Meditation, Matt. Yes. So I'm really excited for this episode, you guys. This episode originated from a conversation last night that Matt and I had. And, you know, we're always talking about things with trendy and concepts and all of that great stuff. And we were talking about how some people may not understand the importance of the truth and growth and why are we talking about all this in the first place. And Matt was able to kind of talk about how, because originally before he really understood the concept himself, I think he had some questions. He can speak about this from his own standpoint, but Matt's grown up a lot and he's realized that the importance of growth and the importance of truth and I think he can kind of speak to the mentality of, you know, how he was in this mindset beforehand of like, why does any of this really matter? Why are we talking about this stuff? And I think it's important because there are people that, you know, we even know or people that we we know personally or don't know personally, but there are people out there that kind of just think about probably all this kind of conversation around like being our higher level of ourselves and coming to consciousness and being awake to life as like who cares like we're getting by day to day like what is all of this really matter so we thought we could make it into a conversation where you know this is not planned but this is just us letting you in on our conversation and I'm gonna let Matt kind of talk about what some of the skeptics slash naysayers may say and I'm gonna just go off the cuff and talk about my point of view about all this and why it is so important so Matt, do you want to start with talking about maybe what some people might think slash what you used to think about the truth or about growth and how your thinking has shifted as Trendy has evolved? Yeah. Well, I think, I think the funny thing about how I used to view all of this stuff was that I already knew it. You know, like I knew that I knew who I was. I knew what my truth was. I was on the right path. I was, you know, getting getting by in relationships in terms of like I had a lot of friends and I thought that all of this was important. I went to law school, I was a lawyer and I was doing great and like I didn't need to change, I didn't need to grow, I was doing just fine and I knew it all already. And I think a lot of people have that and I think like in that know-it-all kind of state, you you don't know what you don't know and um, that kind of leaves you in a situation where you're not growing anymore because you know I had my fingers in my ears, I was like, this is self-explanatory, I understand it, and there's not really much more I can get out of it. Um, And then I I see also like a lot of the posts about like losing friendships and growth and how growth is painful and all this stuff. And it was kind of like, well, I don't need that. Like, I don't want to go through this hard, these hardships. I don't need that. I'm happy, you know, or so I thought I was happy. Um, And that's kind of how I used to look at all this stuff. And, you know, since me and Emma have been together, it's been over six years. I've grown a lot. And I realized that, you know, I didn't have all of the answers. And I realized that I was a big people pleaser. Well, <clears throat> so I have a question. How, how did you realize that? Like, what shifted for you in your mentality? I mean, obviously, we've had a lot of conversations over the years about these types of, convers- of these topics and why they are so important. But what do you think sort of resonated with you or, or has shifted your perspective around all of this? I think definitely the pandemic was a big like shift for me because we were forced to slow down 
social life really slowed down. And I realized that like, you know, without all these built in relationships in terms of like going to work and having friends or like school, college, law school, like when you see all the people all the time, like how easy it, how easy is it to like maintain these friendships? And you saw with COVID, like number one, we couldn't really go out and see anyone in the beginning. There was a lot of fear around that. Two, it was like, okay, let's start doing like virtual hangouts and stuff like that. And you realize pretty quickly that like without all of like the everyday life and built in fun and that it's hard to, you really start to get down to like the nitty gritty of, you know, who can I have these conversations with and be real with and grow with. And during the pandemic, it was just like a lot of these situations where I felt like I wasn't aligned or I was trying too hard to make something happen or I was, you know, going against my better judgment to make something happen in terms of like holding on to the past and how things should have been. And I think that like, that was causing a ton of like anxiety for me instead of just kind of like following the basic flow of how things were going, my truth and accepting a lot of the changes that were occurring because of COVID, because of growing up, getting older, you know, going different paths in life. Mm -hmm. So I think that was kind of like the turning point for me was, was COVID and just being faced with all of these things that I couldn't control. And like, what would happen if I, you know, stopped going against the current and started just kind of like, and you mean started going against the current? Well, both ways, right? It could be like going against the current in terms of like, when I say going against the current, I'm talking about like how I was used to go about going about things, you know, being more, like I mentioned before, like a people pleaser, you know, not rocking the boat, kind of like going along with things that maybe I didn't agree with completely, but that I also didn't like have the strongest opinion about, or so I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, yeah, going with the current of like myself and what I really wanted and like what my truth was. Mm -hmm. So... There was like this like conflicting time for me where I was doing both, right? I was like swimming against the current of like my past self to swim with the current of my future self or current self, my true self. And, um, you know, that was a truly tough time until I realized like I had to choose a path. Like, am I going to be someone who is a people pleaser who, you know, is afraid to stand up for what I believe in because I don't want conflict? I'm afraid to you know, say my opinion about something because it could be judged or, or ridiculed or anything like that? Or am I willing to be someone who is so in touch with myself that like, I don't really care what anyone else thinks because I know that I believe in what I'm saying and I could stand by that. Yeah. And I think like you bring up a good point about the pandemic and how the pandemic has forced us all to, you know, have a collective stop. And I think it speaks to maybe why some people think why, unless there is a forced stop, unless there's some other reason why I have to like shift my ways of thinking and I'm getting by every day, why do I need to look inward? Why do I need to do this inner growth work when I feel like day to day, my life's pretty fine. You know, like this is what we were kind of talking about last night is I think a lot of people feel, and we don't want to generalize here, but we were talking about a lot of men who sort of like spend their times playing video games or sort of just doing the same things every day, which, listen, you know, to each his own, and there's a place and time for all of that. But the point is, like, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're kind of stuck in a rut without even realizing it. And then you might see, you know, people talk about inner growth work and truth, and you're kind of like, well, I don't really, that doesn't, that's not relevant for me. Like, who cares about all of that when, like, my life, I feel fine. But we were talking about it and like a lot of these people that maybe feel like they feel fine, 
they're not actually fine. Like they have physical ailments, they have health concerns, they have, you know, other issues within their life that like they've never let out their own emotions or they, they don't, they keep everything inside. And that is just getting by, but it's also avoiding. And that does catch up with you. And so I think that's something to highlight here is that whether or not you see the significance of putting in that extra work and and being your best self, at some point, like the pandemic forced us to slow down, there will be a time where you will have to deal with things that you haven't, that you've pushed under the rug. And so you may not day to day feel like, oh, this isn't necessary. I don't need to be figuring out how to cut out things of my life that aren't serving me anymore. But cumulatively, they do catch up with you and then they cause, you know, health complaints or, or you're feeling a sense of chronic emptiness and hopelessness because you don't feel fulfilled and there's no meaning in that or you get burnt out. Um, these are all real things that, that happen and, and you can't really run from that when it does. It kind of just smacks you in the face. It's like you're burnt out and all of a sudden then you can't run from thing to thing. You can't just distract your way through life. You have to deal with the issues that have piled up on you. Mm-hmm. And like when you're mentioning like distractions and stuff like that, um, I think a lot of like what people are avoiding is like now, like the reality of like what is going on today. I think people are very like forward thinking and like putting their heads down. The and, like present, the present moment. The present moment, I think like, and that's where the truth lies. And like, that's where you, your feelings are and how, and all of the things that you kind of need to tune into. And I think you know, people are either like thinking about the past and glamorizing it, missing college, missing like all the connection that they had and the fun that they had, because obviously like there's this forced lockdown and a whole shift. Also like growing older and changing, growing apart from people. And then I think like people can get lost in, okay, well, you know, that was the past. I'm just going to put my head down and grind and I'm just going to work really hard. And like, you know, they're, they're living for the future. And I think like there's so much anxiety in like, living in the past obviously because like you're glamorizing something that happened in the past that probably wasn't as great as you're making it seem to begin mm-hmm. with like oh the golden days like how many times have you heard that term mm-hmm. and then you're like oh well you know when i'm making all this money i'll be traveling and i'll have this mansion and like you're not really being present in like the now so you're going to be missing and you're, you're going to be feeling empty and I think a lot of people do distract themselves from like having those feelings of like sitting in the now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard too with our phones and there's so much stimulus around us. Video games are really fun. You know, that's a fun escape. There's amazing shows on TV, but like it is so important to put the time into just like sitting with yourself, feeling how you feel now. And like, well, yeah. And I, and I think you can speak to that because you're someone that like spent the majority of your life not really turning in and doing this deeper level thinking this work. So I'm curious for you, like, can you speak to how your life has positively shifted since you have started to turn inward and come closer to your, come into your truth? Yeah. So I didn't even realize, like, again, a lot of this stuff is just like, you don't know what you don't know. And I'll go back to the beginning of the episode where I thought like, oh, like I'm reading about truth. Like, obviously I know my truth. I know who I am. But like, you know, that was kind of like the mask I was wearing and thought was my truth, but really, but but beneath the surface, there was more. Um, And like, what I didn't realize was that I really put a lot of weight 
my self-esteem put a lot of weight into like how I thought others perceived me. And it wasn't as much into like how I truly perceived myself. And it's like a, a subtle shift, but like a huge monumental one where it's like, okay, I'm not going to double think this choice I'm making because like someone else's opinion is negative about it because now I'm making decisions where like it's what I really believe. I think that, you know, this outfit choice is really cool and I'm going to be confident in it even if someone says like, oh, like what is that? Um, and that happened recently, you know, with like pants I was wearing like, oh, like really skinny jeans are really tight. And I was like, you know, I, these pants are amazing. Um, I think like that that's the importance of the truth and like being in touch with yourself is having that focal point and the basis of like your self-esteem be coming from your own opinion and your thought about yourself and not an outer, you know, whether it's a person or like, a, you know, influencer on Instagram, basically dictating like what's cool, what's not, you know, whether you're cool, whether you're not, whether you're attractive or all of these things. It, it just kind of was like that, that focal point shift for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. And I think like, I mean, you've, told me so many times like how that has positively impacted you the fact that you are now living from your own perspective and less concerned with or not really concerned with how others perceive you um and I feel like that that's when you say you know you don't know what you don't know how do you how can you explain the feeling of that the feeling of living your truth to those who like may say like well I feel like I am living my truth but it's obvious but whatever Mm -hmm. I think that the feeling is like relaxation into like, like it's relaxation and peace. You're not trying to like prove something to other people Mm -hmm. because like you're aligned with your decisions and like you're at peace with them. So there's much less of me like outward looking, looking for positive reinforcement or like, you know, there's much less of me. And I used to do this a lot too was like overcompensate and like be super nice to someone um, without even realizing it. Like just like giving them like props or something because like I wanted to like build them up and make them feel good, hyping them up. But like I did that as a way to like, without knowing it, like feel worthy of like reciprocation and like feel worthy of like as a friend instead of, you know, maybe, you know, not over hyping because, you know, just just to for that purpose. Well, because it's it's ingenuine, right? Like. And I, I would sometimes point that out to you. Like, of course, you know, we all want, we all want to be a good person, a good friend. But um, it's not necessarily being a good friend if you're just spilling out well, like well, lies. Also, right? also well, it wasn't even like lies, but also like when it's not when you feel like you need to do that to be worthy of a friendship. I think that's where the issue lies. Yeah. That that like I was doing it not for the right reason. I was doing it and I didn't even realize that obviously because again you know you don't know what you don't know and if you are stuck in the same level of awareness and you're not thinking deeper or getting more in touch with yourself like that's that's what's going to seem like the truth to you and that's what's so hard about the truth is like it's not like someone can say something to you and you're gonna be like oh like I totally get it I think like what we did during the pandemic with like inner child work Mm -hmm. was so important because you know, and, and the Lori Gottlieb book that we did, the workbook, which mm-hmm. we have to, you know, talk about more also because you see like storylines play out throughout your life and recurring themes and like you start to realize that, you know, this started from a certain age, you know, like this happened when I was in second grade and ever since then I never wanted to feel like I was on the outs, so I adapted 
But like you don't realize that that adaptation that you made at age seven is now like something that you still use for survival at age mm-hmm. 30. Mm-hmm. So unwinding those narratives, you know, seeing where they come from, are they still true? Super important. And so I, I think all of this is so good, but I want to talk about why, why it is important to like, because what can people get out of it? Let's say that like they are stuck in their job. They didn't, you know, do the work from ages, you know, right after college. So now they're like doing, you know, whatever it is they're doing. They're not happy with it. You know, they're in relationships, but they're the old relationships. And like, it's scary to like, like, well, so you find your truth. You realize like, oh, you know, I don't want to do this job anymore. Or I do want to, you know, I'm, I'm not so happy in this relationship anymore. I mean, at what point are you stuck or at what point is there always a time to like face the truth and like make that change? I mean, that's the beauty of the truth is that it's never too late, right? Like the truth, the reason that I talk about the truth, honestly, is because there is nothing more important. It's, there's nothing that is more pervasive than the truth. Every single person has a truth that either they're avoiding or they're in touch with. Right. And especially during these times where the world is so broken and is so divided, the truth does unite us. Like there are fundamental universal truths that we can all agree on and come back to and believe in. And for people that feel lost and feel like they don't have a sense of purpose or meaning, coming back to the truth can provide you with that. And it really is never too late to turn inward and start to ask yourself these tough questions. Um, the, the problem more so is that people don't do that and they don't see the need for that and they don't understand the importance of that. And, you know, I think you were bringing up some great points yesterday, Matt, about when certain people like that with that mentality see, for example, the post that I do and, and see, oh, it's, you know, we're talking about the truth here. Because, yeah, I mean, I think you touched on one thing. People think, oh, it's obvious, which to that I say, if it were so obvious, then you would be living it, right? Like if it were so obvious, then you wouldn't be stuck doing the same things every day. You wouldn't be in the same place that you were the year before. You would be growing. You would be evolving. Your relationships would be changing um, if you were doing the work. So it's one thing to say, oh, this is obvious, uh, but it's another to live it and to embody it. And also, I don't know that it's all that obvious for some people, right? Like, I think maybe to us, because we live our truth, it's obvious, but not to everybody. Besides it being, you know, obvious, people think, to some, to some naysayers and critics, what else do you think people might think that are seeing this and are like, what's the point here? Like, what other things do you think people might think or reasons they feel that this is not important work or that they could get by without it? I mean, it's a tough question, and I just want to, like, touch on what you mentioned about, like, it seems obvious. I think that, like, when you read it, like, read something that one of your posts, like, it it does seem obvious, but, like, the fact is, it's so hard to, like, like live that, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think we're so stuck in our heads and, like, intellectualizing things. You might know it intellectually. Exactly. Intellectually right. might be like, oh, obviously, but, like... And that's the that's like the blind spot. It's like we think we know things in our head, but like, You're are not we living it. are we living it? Are we feeling that? And like that's that's where the biggest work for me has come mm-hmm. from, like feeling it and not just because I I used to live up in my head and right. oh what does this person think or like oh I'm like killing it or or whatever it was, but it wasn't like how am I feeling about myself 
and acting in accordance with that. It was like almost the opposite, like thinking about it, oh, that'd be good, and then doing it. So I think like for a lot of people, especially with like all the information that's coming out, there's so much information that it's almost like, oh, this is just more information. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, and I don't need more information. Well, and that's interesting because to that I would say, I don't view it as information more so. I view it as like, it's like there is so much information, right? And this is why during the pandemic early on, I've had this account for longer than the pandemic. It's been a few years before than I think I actually started it. But it was during the pandemic when I really shifted that trainee therapist to being, you know, the truth teller and being, you know, me speaking the truth about all of these different topics that people were missing. And I felt like, okay, now that the world is, has gone to shit, basically, we need to have something that people can believe in and to ground ourselves with. So I think the significance here is that like it isn't the same type of information as like you're getting on the news or from another article that has statistics in it. This isn't about numbers. It's not really anything quantifiable. It's and it is more abstract. And I think that's also why some people that can't deal with the abstract or or don't really get it or don't have time for it just say whatever. That's who cares. But it has significance in every single aspect of your life. This is stuff that has to do with relationships. It has to do with life decisions. Living in, a, living in alignment means that you are surrounding yourself with things that support your higher self and your growth. That's, that's what that means. So it's less information and it's more, if you can see it as like, this is, this is stuff that I, every, every single person could benefit from. Every single, like there is nobody that couldn't benefit from doing inner work really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, to riff off of that, I think like it's not a selfish thing to like, you know, do the inner work, you know, as you become more aware of yourself, you also become aware of like toxic traits that you have and um, you can work on those things too, to make your relationships better. Um, You know, that's definitely something that I was had to look at in myself, Um, you know, being a better communicator, stop using like you statements instead of like how I feel about it. And for me, that was really hard to do to like tap into like my feelings. I could feel them, but I wasn't able to identify them as well. Um, and I, I agree, like it is a lot of information, but it's not like the news. And also I, I think that the major, like a huge theme of like what you preach is like stop listening to other people like stop taking in more information and like what like what is it that like your gut is saying like how are you feeling like tune into that like stop looking outside of yourself and and look in right exactly i mean what i consistently speak about is coming back to your truth which means tuning out all the noise of the world the stuff that like people are saying and shouting over one another and their opinions rather than like okay here's what i think here's what i know to be true for myself Here's because I think the whole point is listening to your gut, right? And you can't hear what your gut is saying if every single other person around you is screaming over one another to get their voices heard or their their uh, opinions out there. Um, and I think the people that are stuck in that those types of friendships or relationships can't really think for themselves because they're so caught up in this is the group think this is the way that we're supposed to be, and they don't take that conscious time away to tune back into their own truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I encourage with Trendy is like, let's get away from all that excess information and noise and let's tune into the silence of ourselves and our soul and be like, all right, what do I think? 
And again, you don't know the significance of that until you try it. You can't knock it till you try it. Yeah. And, you know, that brings up something I do want to ask you because you mentioned like trust and the truth. And I think that a big problem is that people don't trust their truth or trust their gut in order to like do that. So what kind of like tips or anything do you have, you know, for someone dealing with that? For trusting their gut? Yeah. Um, I think that people that have a lack of sense of inner authority are the ones that are not able to trust their gut because they never developed that inner sense of, you know, what's right and wrong for them. And they don't trust themselves. They don't trust that inner person to to know what's best for them. Maybe they've had some sort of trauma in their life or they've had their own issues with like people that were in like a parental figure or someone in a position of authority early on in life where they now are kind of wary of authority and they're sort of like, I don't know what to trust. And so instead of going inward, they're always looking for that outward sense of like somebody to tell them what is the right way. Um, And they're looking in the wrong place. They're looking outward. And that makes things way more complicated when you want to make a decision and you need to ask 10 of your friends, it's going to make it even more complicated for you. And then you'll never really know if that was the right decision for you because sorry, but your friend doesn't know better about what's best for you than you do. So when it comes to developing that sense of trust, again, it really comes back to, can you start to make some of these decisions for yourself and build that sense of inner trust back up so that you know, okay, like I can trust myself to make a decision. I can trust that I know what is best for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, um, it's interesting too, because a lot of times if we go for advice for someone, they may not tell us what we need to hear, but they'll tell us what we want to hear. And, you know, that's like a self-confirming prophecy on like, okay, like the easy way out. This is what I want to hear. And I don't want to like look at the the darkness and like, you know, do that shadow work. Mm -hmm. And I think like until we can really embrace our not so desirable, quote unquote, like traits about ourselves or features. I mean, the fact is we all have them. We all have the shadow stuff. And until we can like look at those places and like accept them and love them and then feel comfortable enough to share that with other people, we're not going to fully accept ourselves. And, like, I think what you do a lot of times in your posts is, like, highlight, like, that shadow work. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that's super scary for a ton of people. And it's, re- it's hard. It's painful. Like, you know, a lot of tears and releasing a lot of, you know, negative thoughts. And also, for me, it was my – I was so, like, tense all the time. Like my, an- like, my whole entire body, ankles. I didn't even realize it at the time. But I was holding – protecting myself, you know, protecting my shame, protecting myself from anything that would make me feel unworthy – Instead of like looking at those parts of me and seeing why, you know, why I felt that way and, you know, giving myself the grace to accept that and then like being able to then. And how does your body feel differently now? Incredible. I mean, I was doing yoga. I've been doing yoga for nine, nine years now. And like the past, you know, two years, I've like exponentially gotten way, you know, deeper into the poses. And it's so funny. It's not just all about, and they say this in yoga. You don't, again, these are things that people say that you don't really understand until like, you, you. yeah, but it's like a lot of the tension you hold is emotional. And I was like, well, like, whatever, I'm just going to keep stretching my physically, physically. But then I realized like, as I would, you know, let go of like anger or, you know, fear and these kind of things, my body was starting to open up too. I was like literally holding all that 
close to my body and it was showing. So, I mean, there's so many benefits of just like accepting your truth. And I think, I think an important part is what I just mentioned about like, you know, accepting the less desirable aspects of yourself and loving them as well, because they are a part of you. Like on the other side of love is fear on the other side of, you know, um, you know, pain is pleasure and they're all just, it's all the same. It's different sides of the same coin. So we can't just always, and you talk about, you know, toxic positivity, Mm -hmm. same kind of concept. You know, we, we just want to brush over the negative feelings and be positive and push through and be strong. But I'm telling you, you're just going to get really tense and you know what happens to, you know, the trees that are, that are tense, you know, and that are stiff, you know, if there's too much snow on them, they break. The trees that are able to bend don't break. Well, you have to adapt, right? I mean, it's all about adaptation. But so I want to switch gears a little bit because I think another point that we brought up in this conversation yesterday was about like the idea of like drama, right? This feels dramatic. This feels extra. Like, why do we like, why are we talking about like friendships ending? Why are we talking about all this stuff? Like, why can't we just like be like all jolly and like stay friends with everybody and all that stuff, right? So I want to ask you about that in terms of like, because I think especially as like a guy, right? I mean, (laughs) I think you can have that perspective. You understand where people might come from that line of thinking because maybe you either used to or you had friends that did or people you knew so can you speak to that mentality of like things being drama and maybe how that's shifted for you yeah I mean first I do think that like friendships are different between like males and females um of course yeah um but yeah, like I think that like, you know, I had a sister growing up and, you know, there would always be quote unquote drama with like friends and whatnot. And, um, you know, I thought it was just dramatic. I thought like, oh, why can't you just like get along with this person or like, you know, just do that and like make them happy and like your friendship will be fine. But I never realized that like, you know, always just doing that for friendships to keep the peace was like actually, you know, jeopardizing yourself and putting your own needs. How was it jeopardizing yourself? Well, you're, you're, I mean, at least for me, I can speak for myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going along with plans or people and things that like, maybe you knew intuitively, like weren't, wasn't the best idea or plan or thing that you wanted to do, do, but like just going along with it because like, you know, it's better to just keep the peace and like strengthen numbers and, you know, not be dramatic or, you know, try to be or be difficult you know like as a man like just suck it up and and do it um i feel like too people don't understand like there's a way in which when you're aligned and you're the same person you are when you're by yourself that you are when you're with your group of friends or socially how at at peace you feel like when like for example for me right i can speak for myself i am a very aligned person and so i don't change attributes of myself when I'm around a crowd and that the perception of that could be oh she's being difficult right I'm not just gonna go with the flow all the time when whatever the flow is might not be what's best for me or what I what's in my heart and I think there is a time and place to go with the flow like there's always there are things about you know being able to be flexible and and stuff that are positive but going with the flow is not always the best option. And I think people don't understand how much more important it is that you're going with your own flow. And the fact is, I 
never have to like calculate what my words are going to be or I don't have to like decide to get in a different mentality when I'm around people or hide certain aspects of myself around people because I'm fully confident in who I am and I bring that person with me everywhere I go. It's, it's not like I'm a different person by myself. And Matt, you could speak to that because you see me all the time. You see me when I'm with people and with not, and I am the same person. And I just can't tell you, I can't emphasize enough how at peace that feels. And I've never really done another, I, that's, I can't even speak to how that wouldn't be because I've always been that way. But there's definitely been times in the past where I felt compelled. Like I've had, I've been around people that have been pressuring, that would pressure me to be a different version of myself or try to bring that out of me. And I always ran away from those situations. I always removed myself because I felt like this is not genuine and I'd rather stand alone than I would. Like I, this is, maybe we'll cut this out. We'll see. But I have a story that I wanted to just share with this is that I had a group of friends in college all of freshman year, half of sophomore year that I was feeling like they weren't, it was more of like a party crowd. It was somebody, it or people that like, it just, it wasn't aligned. I wasn't getting my internal needs met in any of the friendships in that group. And I had spoken to them about it and to no avail. So I easily could have just like shut up and and gone along with it because then I would just be in that big group of friends and it would have been fine. But internally, I didn't feel right about it. So it came to a head where there was a birthday for one of the girls in the group and I decided not to go. And it was like they were all waiting for me outside and they were getting a car to go off campus to this restaurant and they were all calling me and I just decided that was the end of things. Like I had really gotten to my point of like, I had this discussion with them. It wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't going to put myself in that situation. I don't think a lot of people, I'm just going to say, I don't think they would have the guts to do that, to like see this big popular group of friends that you're in and be like, fuck that. Like I, I'm just going to stand alone and not, and not be a part of it. But it was really, really, really hard, you know, for a while because people didn't understand it. But I understood it. I felt at peace and I felt a lot better about myself that I stood up for what I believed in. And I would always choose that over just going along with the crowd. Yeah. And I I think like the most important thing is just because you, you're true to yourself and you can stand alone doesn't mean that you're going to be alone like forever, right? right? Like you're going to find people who do align with you and accept the full you. So yeah, there might be some like short-term pain, but like you know, long-term, that's, that's going to pay dividends for you to like be yourself, find people that you can really relate to and are part of your tribe and like that you don't need to dull yourself down or mince words with, and you can be totally real with and respect each other based on that. And I think like, even it, like, I always felt this way. Like, even if it was like a quote unquote, like nerdy person, if they were like confident with themselves and like true to themselves, I always, I always like envied that. I was like, wow, that's so admirable. You know, like they're not the jock, they're not the popular kid, Just but like, like be who it is that you are. Exactly. Like I think that's the most you know, attractive quality in anyone. It's just someone being true like to themselves owning and owning it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um and I agree. I think that like there's going to be that space and time if you kind of grow out of a certain friendship or relationship where you feel like, okay, am I by myself? Is anything else going to come of this? but you're opening yourself up for that opportunity for something that is more aligned Mm -hmm. um, to come in. My mom used to say this thing to me where like when I was, before I met Matt and I was like going through the dating world and 
there'd be times where I'd be like, well, I don't want to like get out of this relationship because like, at least I'm, you know, with this person and I feel like I, you know, I'm doing something right. I don't want to like ruin that and then like have to start over. But then my mom would always say like, but you're better off being by yourself than you are in a relationship that's like dragging you down at all. It's like the, the baseline of just being who you are is always going to be better than being in anything that lowers your frequency or that keeps you in a toxic cycle. And I think too, like maybe we should talk about what that looks like because I think for some people that are saying, well, oh, I'm fine though. What does that look like though when you're not being aligned and when you're in a toxic friendship or relationship? Like how would somebody know that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can throw a few things in off the bat um, is one, again, if you can't, if you feel like you have to hide parts of yourself or you feel like you can't say exactly how you feel, like if, if you're upset with somebody, if you're upset with a friend genuinely and you don't feel like you can tell that person, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. <laughs> like you need to be able to do that. Like, and I, I will say like not all friendships have to be the same level, level of depth and closeness. Like there are different sorts of friendships that serve different purposes. However, they shouldn't, ever go against your own morals and values and you shouldn't ever feel in a relationship like you can't be yourself and you can't be honest about how you feel like those things should be universal whether or not you're that close with somebody or not and if you can't be that is a red flag so I think that like also what you should be looking for in a relationship is somebody that's willing to grow with you that like values personal growth that challenges you that inspires you like why do you want to be in a situation where you're friends with the same people that do the same things every single time over and over again like that's brain numbing Mm -hmm. um and again it's fun there's a certain time and place for that but like if you want to grow if you want to evolve you're better off with people that value that as well yeah and i think like the main takeaway is that we need to normalize like outgrowing friendships and going with the flow of your you know your truth um you know i don't know when it was stated that like you know friends are have to be friends for life i think that perverts the whole concept and like can really ruin great friendships because you try to hold on too long or relationships i mean i've seen this in dating as well i think people are afraid i think that like a lot of people that keep the same friends around they do that out of fear Mm -hmm. right yeah and i think like you also need to look at yourself and look inward and say like how how do I feel when I'm getting ready to hang out with this person? Yes. Am I anxious? How Am do I, I feel before, during, and after? Yeah. That's, that's like the marker. Like stop thinking so much about it and tune into like, okay, what is my feeling. feeling before I'm hanging out with this person? How do I feel while I'm hanging out with this person? How do I feel after I'm hanging out with this person? Do I feel better? Do I feel more inspired? Do I feel motivated? Mm-hmm. Or do I feel like, Drained, you know, tr- depleted? Exactly. I think that's such an important point. I think my main takeaway for me, because I'm someone who is always so in my head and out of my body, is I need to get more in touch with like how I'm feeling and that let that be the marker. I mean, I'm 31 years old. I've, you know, went to schooling. I have so much information in my head. I've read all so many books. I don't need more information to find out who I am. I need to start to just listen trust and trust. Manner. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people need to also tune into themselves. Stop scrolling through Instagram, reading like a, you know, watching an influencer. This is how to be happy, you know, do your morning routine, do this, do that. Like it's going to look different for everyone. And if you're copying someone else, 
it's it's never going to be you know what you and I hear you say this all the time. Yeah, so. you know how I feel. Matt knows that I hate copycats, and you know, and I want to say because it does resonate here. It's like it's not that I don't see when someone compliments you. Obviously, it's a form of flattery. Yes, but the reason that I can't stand it is because I know it comes from a place of lack of sense of self in the other person. And like, if you're copying or mimicking somebody's way of being, then you obviously don't know who you are and you don't value that person. And you're just looking outside for a sense of, you know, confidence in order to be who you are. And you're not even being who you are. You're just being a shell of yourself. So, but I want to go back to what you were saying about outgrowing friendships and how, and you know, we can expand that and just to any relationship, I think that, yes, I think we, we're never taught really that it's okay, right? That that's a natural part of life. And that's why I think a lot of people feel like, well, I don't want to have to go through that. Like I might as well just take that easy route and just stay friends with these people. Even if like my hut, my hut, my gut and my heart are telling me that I'm not really benefiting from this anymore. And that I've kind of grown in a different direction and I'm kind of forcing things like you can't really ignore that fact. Like if you're forcing something, if you're, um, you know, just going along with things to keep the peace, like these are obvious things that if you took a step back and really asked yourself, hey, how do I feel and made a conscious choice to turn inward and, and evaluate that, that's when you'll be able to see. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times what happens in like, you know, friendships that, you know, you go with different directions and you're living different lives and you don't live near each other anymore. You don't see each other. I feel like you, you feel like a lack of connection with that person, but then also like a sense of um, like uh, anxiety about that and like wanting to like hold on. So like you're not even wanting to like you feel that you're growing apart, but like you're afraid of that too. And like you overcompensate because you're projecting like, oh, are they feeling like they don't like me as much either? And I want to hold on to that for my sense of self when really it's like, no, like you feel that way about that person and like it's okay to feel that way and like grow apart. I think it just comes down to like, friendships don't define you at all like and I think that a lot of people that have big groups of friends it's not that there's something fundamentally wrong with that but I think that sometimes it comes from a place of I'm not enough as I am and I need other people around me and obviously this is none of this is conscious this is all like a subconscious thing but I think that people that need that sense of camaraderie like to have a lot of people around them or they don't trust their own opinions so they want a lot of friends to ask for other opinions. Um, and also I think that it comes from a sense of, you know, not changing and the fact that, uh, you know, you shouldn't, like if I were friends with all the people that I was always like from high school, from college, I would have like 50 million friends. I'm not, I'm, you know, that Matt's seen me go through many different friends and it's, I never have an issue making friends. It's the fact that at some point or another, I always, become conscious of like, is this serving me? And sometimes, and oftentimes when you're somebody that's growing and evolving, you're just gonna have relationships that don't always match up with that. And that's okay. And you can't be afraid to, there's always gonna be more people to meet. There's always gonna be more friends. If you're hanging on to the same group, you're never gonna know what else is out there. And it's not that you can't be friends with the same people for a long time, but it has to come from a place of, truth it has to be serving you it has to be people that are actually mirroring back that growth in themselves and are contributing something positive to your life and Mm -hmm. right yeah i think like overall 
we're not saying don't have friends. No, of course <laughs> You know, not. like, I think that having a tribe and a community is extremely important. But that tribe needs to be aligned with who you are and, and your goals and your, you know, when you're, before you hang out with those people, you feel good. While you're hanging out with those people, you're feeling good. After you're hanging out, you're, you're not feeling drained. You're feeling good. You know, like, that, that's so important. I think also, like, knowing for yourself where you stand with people is important like for example maybe you are in a group of friends where like you hang out a lot but they don't actually know things about your life like they don't ask you those deeper questions I think that's a huge red flag that I know I look for is if I'm with people that don't even ask me about my life or my family or my you know like really genuine questions about who I am it's not that I'm like, okay, well, you can't be my friend, but it's sort of like, well, I know where we stand. We're not, like, that close, you know? You can't be that close with somebody that, like, it doesn't really know what's going on in your life or, or things that you're dealing with or your past. Um, so I think having that understanding of where you stand with people is important so that you can create your own boundaries around it and also know what you are getting from that friendship and what you can rely on that friendship for and what you can't. Just That's kind of... Point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like knowing where you stand with friends, and yeah, it's and that comes from yeah. that comes from truth. That comes from being honest with yourself. Like again, not all friendships are the same, but know know what those friendships are, and put more effort into the ones that you're getting the same thing back from. Like if you're not getting the effort back that you're putting in, maybe that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yes, obviously, like have the friends that are reciprocating that are you know, aligns with you and your truth and aren't having you question who you are or making you feel badly for different parts of yourself um, is so important. And again, it's just circling back, like this all does have to do with the truth. So when we talk about why the truth is so important, if you don't know these things, if you can't get real with yourself about these things, then you wouldn't ever know any of this. You would just be going along on autopilot. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what people are doing. They're going on autopilot. They're not living their lives with intent and in a conscious way they're the passers they're uh passengers of their own lives they're not in the driver's seat yeah and when i'm talking about the truth and getting aligned i'm saying get in the driver's seat of your life and understand that you can create that you can you know be the author of your own existence and you should be yeah great point so any other thoughts about this topic or just ways to kind of conclude wrap up that you can think of? I think that like, you know, for me, my thing that I hope you take away is to stop gathering information, stop thinking so much. You're not going to think your way to enlightenment. You're not going to think yourself to the truth. Like you have to start to feel these things. And um, that's just always a reminder to myself. And And I think stop ignoring obvious signs. Like if you are experiencing physical ailments or you are feeling chronically burnt out or just a sense of emptiness and you can't even be honest with like when someone says how do you feel you don't know the answer to that like these are things that like you can't really neglect I mean you can for a certain amount of time but ultimately they will catch up with you and that's why that's where truth comes in like Mm -hmm. if you're being truthful if you're being honest with yourself then you're going to catch these things early on or you're going to not even get to that point where they're taking over your life negatively because you're living in alignment and you're making conscious choices that are actually good for you Yeah, in every aspect. Honestly, like the coolest thing is not like 
being what's trendy in the moment. It's being your true self and like owning that. Mm-hmm. I like it doesn't matter whether you're, you know. Well, again, what's trendy that, yeah. is the truth. And that's timeless. The truth is timeless. Like it never. There's no expiration date. There's no beginning date. It's just. It's pervasive. It's always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a great place to wrap up and. We would love to hear your thoughts on this discussion. Maybe we'll do a part two if you guys have other comments or questions about this. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and are staying warm because it is a blizzard outside. If you're, if you're in, on the East Coast, yeah, we got a blizzard. Yes. It's a snow globe out there. Yeah. Well, we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Later. Bye, guys.